Welcome to Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Today we have Darby Stanchfeld with us. You know her from Lock and Key. You know her from Scandal. And you're going to get to know her as a lovely maternal energy woman. She's going to teach you the right way to cut a grapefruit, which if you didn't know you were doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. Also, we learn about um, how a girl that grows up in Alaska entertains herself with no access to other people or um, the Internet. It's surprising. Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Darby Stanchfeld. Grace, you want to hear something crazy? Always. I met you first at the Streamies. At the Streamies? Many years ago, yeah. I was on Scandal and I, and I presented an award and you were like, co-hosting, I think. Yeah. It was I, a big deal. And I was like, what are the streamies? Yeah. How was that experience for you? Because oh, I still ask, what are the streamies? <laughs> they are a very curious award show for yes. internet folk that is very lovely. And also now I feel like I didn't go to this past one this past year. but <laughs> Because you're still asking. Yeah. I'm still questioning because it's one of those things where you show up and you really have no idea what everyone is up to, who <laughs> right. everyone is. There might be animals there that are totally. infinitely more popular than anyone else. Completely. I think I ended up with a plate of sausages at some yeah, point. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. That makes sense for an <laughs> internet like, award show. Um, thank you for being here. Yes. I'm very excited. I just started Lock and Key, Ooh. which Netflix so graciously tells me I need to watch every time I open Netflix, which Isn't is Isn't that fun. lovely? I love that they do that. I love it. Lock and Key is... Very curious to me because it's <laughs> yes. Tell me it look. It seems like it's going to be this like Narnia like mm -hmm. kids fantasy, and it's very creepy. It's a it's, little creepy. Yeah, it's it's not just it's not for kids technically. Yeah, well, kids can't. I mean, yes. it's um, it's a it, fantasy. The, it is. It's based on some um, best-selling graphic novels right. that are straight up gothic horror. Oh, wow. so this is toned way down, and it is a show that. The creators they they paid a real specific attention to the tone to make it be where like fourteen year olds, thirteen year olds could watch us. It's very eleven year olds. Cool. Yeah. I can imagine being yeah. a teenager watching it, being like, "This, I'm watching." But something also creeped very out. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a safe sense of eeriness everywhere. Yeah. Um, did you read the graphic novel or take a look at it when you got cast in this or previous to that? I did not. I I mean, I had done a little research mm -hmm. when I had the meetings. Um, but I had not, I was not really familiar. I'd not perused them. And um, of all the characters in the no graphic novel, mine is probably the most different. I mean, I'm, I look the most different right. than she, and, and my interpretation of Nina Locke is probably the most different okay. from the other characters. And um, that was on purpose. I mean, the, um, this show, Lock and Key, has uh, they've tried to make it two other times. Really? Fox and Hulu both made pilots. So Netflix is the third try. Wow. And they really were sort of adjusting like what worked, what didn't work. Mm -hmm. How do we translate this? I think it was challenging. Ultimately, they found the right, I think, place to land. It's kind of a mashup of the graphic novels. But m the creators of our show gave me the comics and just said, 
You don't don't take a literal translation oh. because in the comics, Nina's completely drunk the whole time. She wow. can't look at her children. She's got a leg brace. <laughs> yeah. She's a been raped. Type of mom, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, wow. Totally. She's got she's got cleavage. I don't. I mean, there's so many places we could go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that must be as an actress freeing in that sense to be like, here's the source material, but you know, take it with a grain of salt. We want you. Well, to be- that was a nice. It was a nice thing for them to sort of say at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, Joe Hill, who wrote the graphic novels, and Gabriel Rodriguez, he was an illustrator. Yeah. They were also incredibly supportive. They came to our set a lot. Oh, cool. They signed comic books for me. Oh, but that's they were awesome. they watched dailies and they watched the episodes and they were really vocally uh very supportive about cool. how our adjustments were and what we were putting out, the work we were putting out. And that ultimately makes you feel like, oh, phew, okay. Yeah, that's I when, can relax. That's when a collaboration seems to be yeah. the smoothest, when everyone's kind of respectful of each other's right. like art and artistry that they're bringing yes. to a project. And we all want to make this work. Yeah, and, that's nice. Yeah. That, and also it's very, it's one of the things I noticed just like going through your social media and everything, <laughs> it's cast so well because you guys truly look like a family. We do, don't we? It's eerie in Which a is the most flattering thing because I think those children are so beautiful. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't call them children. Connor's like in his mid-20s, but yeah. they're so beautiful. Like oh, those. no, it's very cool to watch to be like, is this, are they? <laughs> okay, this is yeah. movie magic. Um, what is, what's the feedback been? Cause it just came out, um, mm. a few weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. And you know, you, you shoot and you're in isolation in this like bubble of making this project. And then it gets released to the world in a binge sense too, not I, even yeah. on a weekly basis. Plop, like 10 episodes globally. Yeah. And that's been on social media. That's been a ride. Yeah. To, it's been great. It's, uh, we, uh, people are watching the show. We've been in the top 10, Top yeah, 10 I see it everywhere. List, yeah, um, for the last three weeks, I believe. That's um, awesome. So it's getting watched a ton. It's getting binged, binged a ton. Cool. I keep hearing people are like, "Oh, I'm going to binge it a second or third time." Wow. Um, so that's all very exciting. Um, and it's also, I mean, the silver <laughs> lining in the self quarantining that we're all doing for ourselves right. right now is like this is a perfect, perfect activity for you. That's right. <laughs> you don't even have to use hand sanitizer. Yeah, exactly. You can just binge it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did you guys shoot it? We shot it in Toronto. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, most of it. Um, in the pilot and in the finale, we went to Nova Scotia. We went to Ooh. Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, which is like a couple of hour flight and mm-hmm. then a couple of hours by van. And then you're out in this small marine fishing wow. town. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, like it's, the environments yeah. are very, very mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's faked for Massachusetts, but it has that really beautiful <laughs> East Coast. Yeah. Like, and the nautical thing of that town. Mm-hmm. And it's um, also, we started shooting in November and it was a uh, crazy uh, winter there with tons of snow. Oh, wow. So we were shooting in below freezing temperatures. Oof. Um, and it added, you yeah. know, it added all to that. You know, we're all like, feels very real. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it is very real. Not faking that. Yeah. yeah. What? Freezing. And working on something that is, you know, based on a graphic novel and has like fantasy elements to it, yeah. that must be very different than, you know, shooting something like Scandal. Oh, it's couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. Uh, in What's term, that like? Yeah. It was great. It was. New, it, it reminded me of theater in the sense, um, which is your background, which right? is my background. Yeah. Um, in that with the special effects, you can't see right. anything and they didn't even really have mock-ups for us. So oh, wow. it's described, you know, the directors had, um, 
you know, they had storyboards mm-hmm. of what it would look like, but you're reacting to something that's not really there. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like theater. And then, you know, a lot of in theater, a lot of it is the fourth wall and you're, and you're reacting to stuff that's not, you know, a whole right. world, you create a whole world. Yeah. So it had that element to it. Um, so you're really it, exercising your own personal creativity. Imagination, yeah. totally, yeah. I think the thing that grounded the experience for me is I feel very connected to this cast. They're mm. all, like everybody, you know, I wasn't sure, you never know. But um, like if people are just going to phone it in and, you right. know, I'm going to be on my phone the whole time. And But everybody right. was really into telling the story. Cool. So that anchored me in terms of the relationships and getting really specific with each kid yeah. uh, to create this real family, which anchors the whole thing. And then, and then, you know, we happen to like fall into an evil magic mirror. Just, it you happens. Know. Sometimes just it happens. The way the world's working right now, that could be <laughs> happening somewhere in the United States and we don't really know. That's right. Uh, but it is, here. <laughs> it is interesting that you say like, when you go into these cast projects, you know, you're all selected and put into this weird bubble and working yeah. together that you don't know how everyone's temperament is going to be together. How did, when did you first meet the cast? Did you guys do like chemistry sessions together or did you all just meet first day on set? Uh, I met everybody um, at a table read. We had sort of a first day Mm -hmm. with a table read and lunch and um, a series of meetings. Um, I was the last to be cast of oh, the okay. Locke family. And so I know that um, like Connor lives in Toronto, so he was already there. And I think, okay. a, and there were, everybody's from all over. Amelia's from um, England and um, oh, cool. Jackson's from Arizona. So everybody flew in sort of at different times. And I think they, I actually think they got a hangout time before me. Oh, And, um, and so I met them then, but it was, it was great. I mean, yeah. they're each so different and my relationship to them just as people is so different. And I, and the way that I really approached this was like, not to bulldoze like, oh, I've done seven, you know, seasons sure. of like a hit show and this is how it's done. And I'm going to just, instead I was like, I'm going to sort of let them show me what they each need or respond oh, to that's so nice. and or how to connect to each of them differently. And, um, like a real mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. But also like a human being yeah. to me, like, you know, yes, if you're going, if we're going to play a family, like how, you know, if, if I want them to trust me to just kind of let them show me what that is. Yeah. So that was very just nice. kind of instinctual. Yeah. But they're, but they're also happen to be fantastic. The bonus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then also their real moms are amazing women. Oh, wow. So, you know, TV mom, like we all ended up having dinners together. Oh, that's sweet. Every three, four weeks when very we sweet. had time off. <laughs> that's great. That's nice. That's yeah. all you could ask for. Um, and I'm yeah. sure from their point of view, they're walking in with someone that has such, you know, a resume and they're like, please let her be nice. <laughs> please don't be a diva. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure they love that too. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go back to the beginning. You were born in Alaska. Dutch. Yes. Code Kodiak, Alaska. From Kodiak, Alaska. Yes. How do you describe that place? Uh, it's, it's a lot like Matheson, Massachusetts. It's really? a small fishing town. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. It's a very small, small, small place. It's an island. It takes a couple of hours to just get to the mainland by oh, jet, wow. uh, by, by propeller jet, by <laughs> small wow. paddle jumper plane uh-huh. to get to Anchorage. So you're out in the middle of nowhere. And 
you know, a hundred years ago when I was born up there, <laughs> um, there was, there was like one channel on TV and there yeah. was no internet and there was just like hardly any radio. So it was a very isolated way to grow up. So how did you, so <laughs> what sparked your interest in like the arts, I guess? I was basically doing that up there because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> my sister, who's my best friend, she's a painter. Oh, cool. So all we did, basically our whole childhood was like pretend, like make stuff up. Yeah. Make pretend and then also <laughs> paint and draw. Wow. Like that was it. That sounds um, very beautiful in a way. I mean, that sounds was, so pure and lovely that I'm like, we've all just been inundated with tech now yeah. that that's kind of very nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, I do get asked, like, how did you do this acting sequence? And I'll be like, my imagination. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, a re like that's really, truly. So you didn't realize that as a young adult, when you thought you were just killing time, you were actually, like, honing Training. these skill sets? Yeah. <laughs> right. So you went, so you get interested in it. And then yeah. where do you go? It, you went into the theater world. Like, how did that happen? So when I was 16, sweet mm -hmm. 16 and never been kissed. Yeah. <laughs> moved to the lower 48. Wow. To the state of Washington. Wow. And Must have been a big change. It was a huge change. Culture shock. I had to like take driving school, learn how to drive on a freeway and, <laughs> you know, how to get used to being anonymous. Like, didn't know where my house was compared to my school. I mean, just, yeah. you know, the suburbs of Seattle was giant and overwhelming. When and you're 16. Shopping wow. malls and... You know, is my are my acid wash jeans and feather hair <laughs> in style or not? Yeah. Because fads are like eight years um, later up there. Jeez. And um, so, uh, oh, and then, you know, like with bigger schools, people group off to mm. do, in special interests, which I didn't know what, I didn't know what a click was. Yeah. Right. So the, the girl who was giving me a tour of the school, she was like, you're going to hate it here. There's so many clicks. And I literally was like, wait, what's a click? <laughs> and you didn't have like yeah. Google to quickly look it up to be like, yeah, cool. So I, I tried out for a school play, uh, uh, and, and I fit in like that felt like, oh, okay. I found my people. Right. You know, this, like the other people this... using their imagination. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay. Exactly. I'm not a weirdo. Sure. You can do this. So okay. by the time I was a senior, I guess junior year, I was, I played basketball and I was awful. I did it in Alaska and I was, I was on the varsity team, but junior year I was awful. I was like a great bench warmer and a great, <laughs> I had tons of team spirit. Yeah, you were... Senior year, I finally found it. It was like okay. theater. I was in a beautiful um, 1940s satire, a Noel Coward comedy with a horrible British accent. I just owned it. And I'm like, <laughs> great, That's like, great, you great have fashion. To. And I was prancing around the stage. Um, yeah. So that was it. And then wow. went to college, did theater. Okay. And then, and then uh, got more into your more, niche there. More involved. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple of years between there and grad school, I had to sort of get some more courage. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, uh, <clears throat> in talking to a lot of people, that's the biggest step is like, there's this imposter syndrome that yeah. we all have. And then like really just convincing yourself to go Taking for it. Taking the leap. Yeah. I think at that age too, I was like looking for people to tell me, oh, you should do this. Oh, mm -hmm. you're good. You mm -hmm. should do this. Nobody's mm -hmm. going to do that. Yeah. If anything, my parents are like, how are you going to make a living? Yeah. <laughs> what know? is the practical <laughs> right. thing here for us? Which is great because they, you know, 
I appreciate that now Yeah, because it made me really do it for myself. Like I really had to find it, the yeah. resolve in myself. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. You really have to admit to yourself mm. that even in failure, this is the option for you. Right. Yeah. And that's hard to admit. Yeah. Uh, and very scary, <laughs> uh, especially at that time too. So you did, you went to grad school, mm. you went to like a conservatory, right? The American Conservatory Theater yeah, in San what, Francisco. What is that exactly? I it's hear a, the word yeah. conservatory. It sounds it's very... basically like a place where you get a master's degree. It's just a master's program. Okay. Um, conservatory is just fancy work. Sounds very fancy. It is. <laughs> um, they audition all over the country. I think they're, they accept like 20, 22 students. Wow. So it's it's a quite a big deal when you get accepted to one of these sure. programs. And I'd audition for Yale and NYU and Juilliard and ACT. So sort of pick the top ones around the, yeah. the country country and, um, and got in and went wow. there. And then after grad school, I just packed up a U-Haul. My dad actually helped me pack up a U-Haul and we motored to LA. Wow. And I moved to LA not knowing anybody. Yeah. Well, this seems like a theme in your life at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These big moves. Yes. To bigger eyes. cities. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the transition like to Los Angeles? Um, Pregnant pause. Sounds like it was great. <laughs> it's great. It was a, a little bit of a slow start for me. I mean, just I think getting acclimated. I got a job waiting tables right away, yep. you know, paying the rent. Went on a lot of auditions, a lot of auditions. Yeah. I started to book after a couple of years, but, you know, I really didn't know anybody. I had I had, had some representation from some showcases that we did mm-hmm. from the grad school um, program. Um, and then, you know, slowly started to sort of, I mean, just hustle. Like you do Yeah. when you don't know anybody in a big city and you have a, you know, you have a dream. All pre-social media. (laughs) So you really have to like put your feet on the ground literally and go to every audition to everything that comes up. Yeah. Um, how have you seen, because it is interesting because you're very active on social media, which is very cool. Uh, and you use it very authentically, I feel like. It's not like you you don't look at your Instagram or Twitter and think that you're like passing your phone off to someone to post for you. Like it yeah. feels like it's from Thank you. Thank you. It is, yeah. How has that been incorporated into your world? It's been, it's, a, it's to me, it's an ongoing relationship. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, I, I feel like I continue to kind of redefine it. Um uh, I really got onto social media when Scandal came about right. and we did live tweeting with fans. You know, it was a network show. So it was like every Thursday night, yeah. nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, or, you know, East Coast, West Coast, we were, we had a real specific engagement. It was like mm. sweatpants, pizza, yeah. live tweeting. Um, and then when that ended, uh, I was like, okay, well, and, and really also there's like a, you know, there's just a sort of, um, a rhythm that I was in. And I stepped away from it actually for a little bit, hmm. which was nice. Just a little unplug. Yeah. I got in some overalls. I planted a huge vegetable garden. They, I stopped watching all TV except for documentaries and I uh, read. Yeah. And I and then you I fed I, your brain yeah, a little bit. I did. And then yeah. when I got back on, I was like, oh, you know, I could use a little more sense of humor here. Yeah. <laughs> so I've sort of added that in a little bit. And um I just try to keep it real. I mean, I yeah. That's all you can do. It's just and that, and I, so when you say it feels like it's it's like I'm not reading something that a staff is doing. Yeah, a staff's not doing. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah it's great. you can tell it's yeah, from you. Yeah. I like it very, very much. Oh, it's thanks. very refreshing. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna take a quick break. When we yeah. get back, 
I have to ask you about your style because just watching all of your outfits for all of these carpeted <laughs> events is so awesome. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, we're back. And I got to talk about your fashion sense. I think it's so cool. I think it's so... Uh, unique isn't like the, I just think it's very, it is cool. a little unique. Yeah. Yeah. How do you describe your fashion sense? I see a lot of pantsuits. Well, right now, right now there's been a lot of pantsuits, okay. probably more than ever. And that, that's sort of not on, on purpose. Like last night I was going to wear this purple cocktail oh, dress. Oh, I saw your story. Yes. yes. And, and you want to know something? I had this weird feeling that mm-hmm. something was going to go wrong and we never have backup outfits. And so I texted my stylist and said, hey, you know, there's that one oh. suit that we didn't need altering. Can you just th- bring that just in case? Mm. And sure enough, we're zipping up the dress and it's like, this isn't, yep. I can't. And so then there you see another pantsuit, which cr- is why. <laughs> I loved it. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out on her Instagram. It's got feathers. It's, <laughs> it's teal. Feathers. It's very fun. It's very cool. And you know, we're not, we're not shaking hands right now. We're doing right. elbow bumps. So I had, fe- <laughs> I had a feathered elbow bump. Yeah. Everybody was. It felt a little WWE, <laughs> like Charlotte Flair. Yeah. It was very cool. Uh, but that's uh, also, I feel like this is the week, you know, it ends on Friday the 13th. We've had a full moon. Right. Who knows what Mercury what is doing is this happen? week. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we're all a little witchy this week. That's right. Um, but I love it. I think you have a very unique style and a lot of people have commented on it. I think that's very yeah. fun. Do you, Are you it's into fun. fashion? Are you I in- do. I love fashion. I, I love, I love having fun with it. And, um, I work with a couple of stylists, Danny and Emma, and they, uh, we've worked together for years and Mm -hmm. they, they get me and, uh, you know, it's, it's a collaboration for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I like to have fun and a little bit of a sense of humor with it as well. There was a phase where I felt like I was taking it all a little seriously and Mm. then that can just get to be sure. It's why. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to please everybody. Right. There are going to be people who, who go on there and be like, good God, what is this woman doing? Right. 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 <laughs> I, I feel like there's, yeah, it's truly impossible to please everyone. No. So as long so as you you're just, having fun, yeah. I'm feeling good. Um, how do you, because you've done so many events and so many mm-hmm. things now. Yeah. What's your prep? Do you have a, like a system? Do you do some deep breathing? Do you just say, fuck it? <laughs> like we're doing it again. Here we go. Uh, I don't have, uh, a big routine. I mean, I definitely try to eat a nice big meal before this thing <laughs> happens because you, ha- I mean, you've been to a number yeah. of these, you, you basically, there is no food Yeah. or if there is food, you're far away from it yes. or they won't let you eat it because you're having a photo. Right. Or the thing that you're wearing won't will be allow compromised. You. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> or yeah, it, there's so many reasons. And so mm-hmm. fuel up and then, uh, you know, surround myself with cool people. Yeah. I, th- I think that's probably like hair, makeup, stylist, like, um, again, people yeah. who just want to have a good time and, yeah. and, and, um, and, you know, I've, I've worked some, with some really great people. So, um, it's that. And then I think also, 
if I'm going on a corporate and doing a press line, it's sort of nice to know, you know, to have mm-hmm. just my thoughts together. But it's probably those three things and that's and that's it. That makes sense. Yeah, because it's <laughs> such a circus. I feel like mm. people see these still images from an event and it looks very controlled and you look and, it's at, so and everything's very put not. together. Yeah. And then the before and after of that singular moment <laughs> is so chaotic. Yeah. And so just there's so there's much, a lot of noise. Yeah, there's so much out of the frame of the photo that you're sure. seeing that's happening around you. Yeah. That's uh, like, That's well said. Well, it's just so I yeah. always look at it and I'm like, it, there's so much more happening that we can't so see. It's so fascinating to yeah, me yeah. <laughs> that you're just trying to stay fo- singularly <laughs> focused on this one lens that's looking at you. Sure. Um, you also have Stargirl. Is that yes. out already? It streams uh, Friday the 13th, nice. March 13th, this Friday. Okay. Um, I guess this will come this out. This will come after. out. After. So, yes, so it's, it's streaming. It's streaming. It's, it's out there. It's on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. And it stars Grace Vanderwall and Ugh. Graham Brochere. It's kind of this coming-of-age story uh, of this very ordinary boy in this very ordinary town of Mike, Arizona, and I play his very ordinary mom. <laughs> and then Stargirl comes down to town with her ukulele, and she just upends <laughs> the whole place and just... And the message, which I love about this movie, is really like, don't be afraid to be yourself and be mm. a unique snowflake. Like, be someone who's just like a little... She's a little out there. She's yeah. like a little weird and a little not Grace, a Stargirl. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it, you know, she has this infectious effect over the whole uh town and cool. and and of course of course he falls in love with her the boy sure. and um and so it's a sweet movie and That's it's very a, fun. it's another one that like everybody can watch. That's great. Yeah. Um it also feels very in line with the your story. Yeah, uh, you know, your real life story yeah. a little bit, which is very fun. Uh is there any difference in working on something for Disney Plus versus Netflix or is it all kind of the same thing? N- yeah, not so much. It it's um for me it's just about the creators and the showrunners mm-hmm. and the directors um and and I've just been really fortunate. I keep working with really fantastic um right. directors Julia Hart who directed Stargirl and um and and our showrunners for um Lock and Key and the directors they had. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, you know, and Shonda Rhimes for Scandal. Yeah. I mean, I've just been truly uh, um, hashtag blessed. There you go. There you go. <laughs> to work with great people. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I, I watched the the little trailer for Stargirl and yeah. it already feels very emotional. Yeah. It already feels very it's sweet. It's great and it, it feels like they snuck an Indie in. You, yes. know, you don't get to see Indies very much mm-hmm. anymore and that's what I love about these streaming services is yeah. like there's a place for them to live now. Yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. truly one of those that I think... Do you, you've been doing this for so long. I always like asking if you have a horror auditioning story or anything that comes to mind about it. I have a couple. Um, <laughs> I know we like to I bury them really deep, dramatic, deep No, I have a really great one that I've shared before, but not here. Okay. And it's, um, it was my audition for Scandal, actually. Oh, really? And um, Shonda Rhimes was in the room, her producing partner, Betsy Beers, casting um, director and the director. And um, I was, I was um, in a turtleneck. I'm a fan of turtlenecks. Yeah. You can see I'm wearing one now. I, I very much like it. <laughs> um, I was wearing a blue uh, knit turtleneck under the suit. Mm-hmm. And I was doing this monologue that Shonda had wrote. I had the hots for this guy. And I was describing him as, you know, smelling like apples and man. And I decided to, and I, this was planned to, uh, to sort of pull at the, at the 
you know, collar of my turtleneck as I say this. And I ripped this giant <laughs> hole right in the middle. And I was so into the audition. I didn't even realize it. So I finished hole? and I'm sitting there. I've got this gaping hole in my... And you I got... You just out in the right? middle of this audition. <laughs> yes. And I, I, you know, I got the wow. role of Abby Whelan, which is great. But um, I noticed it after when I was taking it off, I was like, what is this? What did I do? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And also it's But fun. it worked out. I'm really <laughs> so. glad it worked out. I'm also uh, interested to know that there's probably that footage in the ether. Somewhere. Somewhere. I know. <laughs> totally. Which I'm sure is so fun to rewatch <laughs> now. Um Going, oh, I wanted to ask too about uh, this documentary that you did, Pure Leaf. Yes. Yeah. When did a you do this? This was a documentary about the tea, ma- making about tea. Pure Leaf tea. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did it on a hiatus, um, I think during season six of Scandal. I think it was six. Okay. Yes, it was six because that's when I started to direct for Shonda. Mm-hmm. I did a directed a digital miniseries for the Scandal website. And I sort of did them both back to back. But yes, I went to Indonesia with the Pure Leaf team. And um how did we, this even come about? Well I so for a while I was posting a lot of food stuff on my Instagram. Okay. And I was yes, really I want to in- ask about the grapefruit. We'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. Okay. But for a while, okay. So like while I was doing scandal, like to unwind, I did a lot of gardening. Okay. And that turned into like, I have all this great fresh veg. So I'm gonna start to like cook and make recipes. And then, you know, I got carried away and Instagrammed everything. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly Rachel Ray is like, Can I produce a cookbook of yours? Wow. And it was great, but I was like, I don't like I want just want to be an actor. So <laughs> Can I, I have anything told- for me, <laughs> yeah, just, I don't need to monetize my this right now. But it, but uh, I did. I was like looking like quite a foodie, and and um, I met the Pure Leaf people, and they were like, "Well, you know, we're looking for someone who's really into food and beverage and like, you know, adventure." And I love travel, and I had been doing travel for. I did a documentary in Alaska as well, and cool, and had done some traveling in the Middle East for another film I did. And so, so it just sort of aligned and they were like, we were looking, we have a tea expert. He's Uh amazing. And he truly is like a tea expert from England. Who's like, he drinks like 300 cups of tea a day. Wow. Yeah. And (laughs) knows all the different kinds. And so I went with him, he works for Pure Leaf and we went to Indonesia to a tea estate and we, uh, we learned how tea is sort of, I mean, he knew he was, he kind of showed me (laughs) how tea is harvested and, Uh and, and, um, the word's not processed, but you know how it's sort of made into a, Mm -hmm. a dry, a leaf that you can brew. And that was what the documentary was. And then I ended up like making some recipes for the website cool, um, that were sort of Indonesian cuisine um, inspired from being there. Wow. Yeah. It was really fun. That it was like a very organic collaboration. It was. Yeah. And it was, you know, uh, most people go to Indonesia and they go to Bali and they sit right. on the beach for 48 hours and, you know, and yeah. have beautiful Instagram. Yes. And mine was like in a tiny village and I could, and we did this documentary in this rainforest in this village. And I couldn't wash my hair the whole time because there were no blow dryers. <laughs> and it was so muggy that if I washed it at night, even the next morning waking up, it'd still be wet. Right. So I had like 10,000 pounds of dry <laughs> shampoo on top of dry shampoo. Uh-huh. So check it out. My hair looks amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> if anything, if you don't have to be interested in tea, if you want to watch my hair journey, yeah. this and yeah, I know hair and makeup people. We're out in the wow. jungle, so I was doing it all. Wow, how I long was... were you guys there for? Two weeks. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. That's and where is it? Is it out in the world for people to yeah, see now? Well, it was living on their website, okay. on the Pure Leaf website, okay. and it did it, what it did air on. Not the Discovery Channel, but another. Uh, like it was like yeah, it was like a channel that's like that really curates really great documentaries. Okay, very cool. But it was a while ago, so. Well, go look for but that. You could find it on the internet easy. Yeah. Just Google Darby Stanfield purely <laughs> <laughs> dry um, shampoo. Let's go back for a second. So you're you you like to cook. You like to to garden. Yes. Um, Tell me about the origin of this this grapefruit um, fascination. <laughs> yeah, on your if you guys look on her Instagram, there's um, a tab on her stories that's you explaining the proper way to cut a grapefruit. The most brilliant way. To, I mean, it changes <laughs> your life once you see it. Really, I've had so many people say like, I I'll never look at a grapefruit the same way ever again. <laughs> How did this come to fruition? Did okay. someone just watch you cut a grapefruit one day and was no, like, No, it's my dad. My dad taught me. Okay, my dad came up with this. Okay, I say in the tutorial, like I'm sure he's not the only one who's ever just mm -hmm. come up with this. But he, you should see him carve a turkey at Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's unbelievable. There's not one little. Little, tiny piece There's of meat an art left. to it. Yeah. There's an art. He's like, he puts Benny Hanna to shame. He's truly like, and he's a fisherman. Yeah. So he can fillet a fish like, mm -hmm. anyway, so he takes those skills and he does this with a grapefruit. And he has the most giant grapefruit tree in his yard uh -huh. that produces over a hundred. I mean, they can never eat enough, he and my mm -hmm. mom. So they're always giving me bags of grapefruit. So mm -hmm. I was in Toronto shooting Lock and Key. It was dead of winter. Yeah. I was, I was sort of, I had isolated myself on purpose doing one of these actory things about like the character's isolated. So I'm going to isolate. <laughs> so I was going out of my head. So I yeah. decided to do a tutorial. I'd never done one. I obviously felt very silly. So I break into <laughs> laughter doing it. Uh -huh. But yeah, I'm actually very proud of it. So I put it up there because I thought, great. you know, it's you can learn something. You can be entertained <laughs> if you need a laugh. Yeah, it's actual education. Right. It's very fun. <laughs> um, are we going to see more of this? I I tried, but th there's I don't think there's anything that can really compare. <laughs> I, I mean, once you, you know... I, I've tried and I've had, you know, people that I really respect say, no, no, it's not. It's not nearly <laughs> as good as that one. So I'll put it up for two seconds and then take it down. So what um on social media, are there any people that you love to follow? Are there any like accounts that you're obsessed with for better or worse? Gosh. I mean, I know it's so inundated and so overwhelming it to is. even open up your apps, but <laughs> it, it really, it really is. Yeah. Um uh, right, I mean, this sounds so. It is. It's very isolating. But right now, I'm having the best time just with my castmates on Lock and Key. Oh, nice. They're so funny. Yeah, that's what I love about it. They make me scream with laughter. So like, <laughs> and they have the best sort of behind the scenes, um, footage or like just their silly comments. Like, it's it's it brings me like deep laughter. Yeah. Just, just, you know, and we just released a show like a month ago. And so right. there's like all this there's stuff so that much. we're putting out. Do and they? So I'm just sort of in a little romance bubble right now. Oh, of course. So if you ask me later, I'll have something like sure. really no, cool No, but this makes sense. Do they, <laughs> um, are there 
strict guidelines on how much like BTS stuff you guys can put up or are they just kind of like put up no, whatever you want? Like really? Here. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. They're like go. Yeah. Be real people on yeah. the internet. Spread the yeah, word. Right, it's right. a fun set and you all yeah. get along. This is great. Yeah. And the fact that it was like makes it easy. Like yeah. we're just playing right now. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know. I just keep thinking if you were totally miserable and then had to do that, how hard that would be. <laughs> yeah, that's acting. That's <laughs> It'd a whole be like other. going on hiatus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Are there any rumblings of more or you guys kind of just sit right now and sort of wait? We're waiting okay. for like we should be hearing soon. Right. Um, by the time the streams, actually, I think we will have heard. Okay. Um so it's so exciting and yes, scary. It's exciting. <laughs> we're all waiting. <laughs> Great anticipation. Um, so you were uh, going back a little bit to you said you were directing. Is it Gladiator Wanted? Was yes, the web that was series my first thing that I directed? Yes. What is that like going from? Because sometimes I think about directing, and it's so overwhelming to even wrap my brain around oh. that. Um, how was that for you? That was the first thing that you had ever directed? That I had ever directed, yeah. Wow. Okay, first of all, it's Shonda Land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she just sets the table so nicely for all sorts of people who want to try new things. Um, and she's a very, you know, she's a big champion of women. Mm-hmm. Um, expanding and developing the careers. Um, so not only does she write well for women, but she, behind the scenes, is like, oh, Oh, I see that you're shadowing all the directors and that you're interested, which is what I had been doing. Oh, cool. Sitting at Video Village, um, you know, really sort of Tom Varick, our producing director at the time, Tony Goldwyn, who's on the show, who who's a director, um, really like spending a lot of time with them. And she noticed and and this project came along and it was for, it was for the website of Scandal. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, here's your budget. And her, she had some producers specifically on the project. And when they presented it to me, I was like, okay, so what am I going to direct? And they're like, pretty much anything you want. So I also got to help co-develop it. So I pitched them an idea. I was like, okay, give me 48 hours. And I went (laughs) away and I came back with this idea of like gladiator school, like millennials who are trying out to be like crisis management fixers. Yeah. And Olivia Pope's out of the office and we need more help. Uh And um, Charlie, one of the gladiators is going to film it on his little like camcorder which will give it its unique <clears throat> sort of um, differentiate it from the show, right? But still, sort of be tied to the show. Mm-hmm. So I pitched that, and they were like, "Great, we're go- we're going to get a writer on it." And then we all worked on it, and he wrote, and we all got notes from Shonda and wow. Betsy Beers, and and then it ended up with a six part series, and we shot it in um, a couple of days with a skeleton crew. Wow! Um, and it was, I have to say, I. I was definitely nervous sure. for that for the first day specifically, um, but I was also so supported that uh, after like an hour, I was like, mm. "Oh, okay, I can breathe." And, <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. I can settle Have into I this. Breathe at all yeah, this last right. hour, yeah. And then um, the next season, that was like during season six, during our hiatus, I got to shoot that. And then season seven, Shonda gave me an episode. Like, how cool is that? And wow. I'm not even the lead of the show. Like, she gave Carrie Washington, who was a lead right. of our show, an episode, and she gave me an episode. Wow. Of 
of television with like a million, do- you know, multi-million dollar budget. How do you even respond to that offer? With gratitude. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I remember writing her an email and I was like, I will do the best I can. I will not mess this up. I promise. Yeah. And I had the best time. I oh, had cool. like, you know, charts and ideas and, um, and, and the best DPs and, and the best, I mean, it's just, that's another, like, yeah, was another dream cast. And so, and I actually did sleep the night before my first day. I think because I had had, you know, this yeah. this digital miniseries sort of under my belt and I'd continued to shadow. And it also feels like a really nice fit for me. Mm-hmm. Like I really feel, I felt good in that position. Yeah, confident. Confident. And yeah. I felt, um, okay, this is why I was confident because yeah. I'm like, I'm not shy to ask for any help. That's You know, I, if the DP has a great idea, like- I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. That's great. Yeah. Which I think is always great in a leadership position. Like, don't be afraid to sort of ask for help when you need it or delegate or Mm -hmm. like, let's figure this out together. These are my ideas. What are your ideas? Yeah. And I think that's something that seems like such a simple concept, mm. but I'm sure a lot of people, you know, kind of resist that because yeah. being in charge, you think that you should have all the answers (laughs) when really some of the best Now you should have a plan. I mean, there's... You know, I think, I mean, when I, I, this doesn't happen often, but sometimes I'll work with a director and they have no prep and I'm like, <laughs> uh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> We're already going to be here 14 hours. Yeah. Like, come to the table with something. So. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, it seems like I'm sure for the the crew and cast too, that, you know, you feel like you're all in it together yeah. when ideas are heard and respected yes. and that sort of thing. Absolutely. And I, I there there's a morale booster there, I think, too, when people feel like they get to contribute. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, people are there because they're good. Right. You know, they're I mean, yeah, they're there for a reason, like utilize them mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, and see them. And, yeah. Um that's nice. It seems yeah. like there's a lot of respect in yeah. that world. A for very sure. cool thing. Um, are there any more directing things in the future coming up? It's been tough. I will say it's been tough. I've been in conversations with mm-hmm. people. I've put it out there. I would like for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't have anything like concrete that I can tell you like, okay. see this next you know, year. Right. I'm going to. So. Well, it also feels like you've yes. been very busy right now. I. It feels yeah, like a lot of things are I've all been happening. Very, very busy acting and um and 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 that's my first love. So yeah. I'm not gonna complain. Um that's great. Yeah. But but as long as we love to direct more in the future, yeah. We're putting that out yes, there. We're, we're putting, putting energy behind it. That everybody, Grace says. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take one last break. When we get back, we have a ton of Twitter questions for you. So we'll be right back with more not too deep. Okay, we're going to get into Twitter questions in one moment. I'm going to ask you first the two questions that I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Mm. Shakespeare. Ooh, cool. I don't know that we've had that answer Would he duck? I mean, that. Or would he say, not me, I don't exist? Yeah, like, I I, he's, is, was he incognito? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> would you get the right person? It's uh, Right. Yeah. Is there... Would it stick to his, like, stringy hair? Right. Uh, I have so many questions. <laughs> I feel like you'd throw it and then you'd have a sit-down interview. <laughs> and you'd really get to know him. 
Um, I love that answer. Thank okay. You. The other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story <laughs> or like close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a time, a true time. <laughs> Okay, I have to you recover. Can laugh. You can laugh. Yeah. There's been so many years since, so it's all good. <clears throat> okay. Airplane. Oh. 100-foot drop. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that counts. Go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're here today because <laughs> that sounds like that could have gone in a different direction. Ooh, okay, no follow-up questions to that. Uh, okay, let's get into these Twitter questions. Yeah, um, love Twitter. Catherine wants to know what's your favorite piece of clothing. It would have to be a turtleneck. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, a classic. I mean, I'm sort of into those right now. I sort of also know they're out there right now. But Catherine, as you can see, if you're watching, you may yeah. just only be listening. If you're listening today, I'm wearing a leopard print turtleneck. It's lovely. Can't go wrong. And I feel like they never truly go out of <laughs> style. Don't. The 80s, they were huge. The 90s, <laughs> I think they were there. They're back. They're here now. Um, okay, Jess wants to know who is your fashion icon because mine is you. Oh, Very that's sweet. so nice. Well, I have a few, but one of them that comes to mind is Tilda Swinton. <gasps> really? She has sick fashion. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, she's sort of, you know, she, she's 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 like an alien or a yes. unicorn. Yeah. She's like otherworldly. Yeah. Like, I mean it in the best way. Oh, I think Everything she wears, she, I just like, I, I just want to be her. I feel like that's how everyone describes her, too. Yeah. It's like, you can't fully understand her, but that's why you're, you want to continue <laughs> to try to. to. Right. Uh, and I, yeah. This is what I like about it. I feel like she just makes everything cool. She is yeah. so cool. She makes everything cool. And she also like... What she wears always makes her even more mysterious and interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's like this, and she, I do feel like she has a sense of humor about it too. I do too. I feel like uh, <laughs> she's she understands how people interpret her. Yeah, and she doesn't. She kind of leans into it, yes. but not so much. No, there's something relaxed about it. Yeah, though. like she doesn't. <laughs> like it's not too fussy. I just. We, we totally. could do a whole hour on this. Yeah. I mean, I wish she's a dream guest, <laughs> but I feel like I would also just be okay sitting in silence with her for an hour and just consider that an episode. Uh, well, I, let's put that out there. Yeah. She seems like someone that could good. communicate with her mind. <laughs> and that would be very cool. Um, she does in uh, that one Marvel movie. Yes. The one that the she, one with Cumberbatch. I've, yeah. They're all, oh, the, yeah. And the, 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 the Red Lant. What is it? Doctor Strange. Strange. There we yeah. go. They're, okay. I'm like, they're all, right. all the same. I don't know. <laughs> the one with the glove and the jewels and the things. <laughs> and the leather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has a shield. I don't know. Um, Kate wants to know, what character have you played that you relate most to and vice versa? I guess what you, uh, yeah. who you relate least to. Hmm. Okay. This is a, such a nerdy answer, but I, truly it's, whatever I'm working on at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's really like, I can't, I, I've been fortunate that n none of my characters have really been same, same. They've all been yeah. quite different. Um, but, uh, and you know, I think to find the story, like I always look for, you know, like what, what fall in love with the character and then what's, mm -hmm. what's the hook or what's the, 
sort of heart of the anchor of the character. Yeah. And then, then then that feels like a similar thing in that, you know, I'm finding a way to connect or love or mm-hmm. find compassion for it. But mm. then like like differences like for Nina, it would be like, I'm not a mom. I don't have right. kids. Or Abby Whelan, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't, the TV hair, the, the giant, <laughs> I, I don't ever rock a yeah. back combed helmet of TV hair. Unless or you're doing a documentary Helen about Bishop tea. on Mad Men with the, with the anti-glider and the, and uh-huh. the smoking and the long nails. It's, you know, there's a bunch of there are yeah <laughs> differences. A, there are differences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it sounds like even what you said the when you were isolating and created the great grapefruit <laughs> content of our generation. Yes. Um, that you do take the time to like sit and find the complexity in the people that you're portraying. I, tr- I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah. And when I'm given time, like for lock and key you know, it was, here's five scripts and, mm-hmm. and we're going to get five more right away. So there was time to, I mean, as we were shooting, it was like, I had, I knew what the full thing was and there was time to really sort of plan and think about this arc. Yeah. And Nina has a breaking point. So you're right. I do. I, I like to, I like to go deep on not so deep. That's great. <laughs> um, and I think probably what helps you shine in these characters, do you take time afterwards when you're wrapped to like decompress out of the character? Do you, what do you do when you rap? What do you do for fun? Uh, it's, it's different. You know, some of it's, um, gosh, like scandal. We shot almost 10 months out of the year. So it's wow. an ongoing thing. Right. So it's really about decompressing after a day of being on set, mm-hmm. like on the way home, um, you know, just listening to some great music and getting yeah. out of the high heels. And you find a way to sort of punch in and punch out. I mm-hmm. think a little bit more, you have to. Yeah. Um, but when we did end Scandal, I did, I mentioned that, like I went on a big unplug. Like I, yeah. I, I really disengaged to the point where I was, I also sort of d- didn't see my castmates for a couple of months. Mm. I, st- I, I just stayed home and I, I was like barefoot, I think for <laughs> In overalls, gardening and cooking and watching documentaries. That and I think part like- of it was like, I was so afraid that it was going to be like this heartbreak, this, because we had so much fun. Right. And I was like, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off now. Mm-hmm. And I also like really need to get Abby out of my system. Mm. I played her for seven years. Wow. If I pick up another script, I just go into the same speech pattern yeah. and, you know, look for the hairspray and the high heels. <laughs> and I need- so, and, you know, Nina's so different mm-hmm. on lock and key. I, it was... And even when we were shooting, I'm like, oh, I got to slow down. I got to mm. slow down. Um, That's good to recognize, yeah. too. I mean, playing a character for seven years, yeah, uh, I, I can't <laughs> imagine. But also, you probably really have to find the time to find yourself Yeah, every now and like then. It. To be yeah. like, is, is there still a hard and fast line between yeah. me and her? Or Well, I think also just kind of getting some normal. It was nice mm-hmm. to get out of the grind of... Um, of Hollywood and shooting yeah. and just, and just feel like a, just like a completely, you know, a normal, normal person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like almost boring. Like let's just go low key for a while. No, yeah. that's great. What's yeah. your favorite, um, food to garden? What's the most successful <laughs> food to garden? Uh, well, the easiest is herbs. I mean, mm. half of them that I grow are like, I mean, I have nothing now because I was in Toronto shooting for mm. Lock and Key. And so there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, just a bunch of dead oregano. <laughs> but but the herbs are drought tolerant. So they're the easiest. Yeah. But I had fun la- right after Scandal. I had planted all these cucumbers. 
and they they went nuts. I mean, I had for a while, I don't know why I took it down, but I had this post. I had a cucumber that was like the shape of a telephone, like wrapped around my face. Like, I'll only do it for seven million. Yeah. I walk. That's great. And it doesn't exist online anymore. I took it off. I was yeah. like, that's I, it was one of those bad. I did a social media wipe. And no, I, that's good. Every now and then. I mean, I, but that one. I'm too far into my life online <laughs> to even attempt to go back and clean things up at this point. It's like, it's there. I can't right. do anything. Um, staying on Scandal for a second, City wants to know, what's your favorite storyline or what was your favorite storyline to do in Scandal? There's too many. There's yeah. too many. I mean, one episode I really enjoyed. It was it was very much an Abby episode. It was... Um, you know, she gets into trouble. Uh, she gets a little power hungry. She's chief of staff of the White House at the time. Wait a minute. Is she still chief of staff? Yes, she's chief of staff <laughs> of the White House at the time. And, it, and she gets a little power hungry and she gets her 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 fellow gladiator in trouble. He almost gets killed, Huck. Mm. Truly, I had death warnings. <gasps> online. Really? Yes, on Twitter, on social media. People were so mad that I almost what? killed Huck wow. that they were coming for me. They were like, I'm going to come to LA. <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down. Whoa. Find out where you live and kill you. That Oh, I mean, okay. So there's two <laughs> things about that is one, um, you know, that means kudos to you. You've created mm. such a fantasy world that's so real for these people <laughs> that they want to take action against you. And two, yeah, maybe a time to disconnect from the internet a little bit. <laughs> well, I give all the credit to Shonda Rhimes yeah. and the people who wrote it and everybody who shot it. I mean, they really were the ones who created the world. Yeah. Um, but in that episode, there's I'm I get to dig for a bullet, mm -hmm. and I mean this is part of the reason why it was like my favorite episode ever. I get blackmailed. I gotta go get this bullet out of this this vice president who classic. got killed. Classic, yeah. right? He, he got he got murdered at the uh, assassinated at his inauguration. Yeah, you know, typical day for uh -huh. a politician. And I'm in there digging for this bullet. Uh, and it was the most fun ever. I was going on like no sleep. And oh. it was like my fourth day of like 15 hours of shooting. And I was shaking at the time. And it was this whole, it was a whole, I'll never forget it. How oh. fatigued I truly was and how fun it was yeah. digging in a fake cadaver for a tiny bullet. <laughs> you know, there's all different ways to <laughs> in handle In like a Chanel suit or something. Prada or so, I don't know what I was wearing. Beautiful. I mean, the symbolism of all of that now. And then the death threats. It was all very special. Wow. Wow. What a moment. <laughs> Uh, Emma wants to know, would Abby Whelan and Nina Locke be friends? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, they, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I can see your I, face is going literally <laughs> back and forth in your brain like a ping pong match. I don't um, know how to answer that. I don't know in what world they would ever meet. Would oh, ever I know what. Uh -huh. Nina Locke would get in trouble and, and Abby would need to f help fix her or something. Uh. And would they get along? I don't know. Nina apologizes for herself a lot and Abby doesn't apologize. So I think, you know... They'd be an interesting I, duo. I, I think they might clash a little, actually. Mm, okay. But yeah, I'm having a real, I'm having a <laughs> real hiccup here. I can see you truly trying to imagine. <laughs> I, I can see where your imagination is so strong because you're, I can constructing a world in your head in which these two <laughs> storylines cross over. I want to see the Saturday Night Lights skip. Yeah, yeah, right. These two. Uh, Alyssa's asking, which key is your favorite? Which would you most like to use? 
The anywhere key. It's okay. the sexiest key. You take this key. Uh-huh. You put it in a door. You All you have to do is know where the other place is and that there's a door there. And you open the door and you get to be there. Wow. So can you imagine? You could just go it's anywhere. Like teleportation, I yes. guess. Totally. Yeah. And you just cut down on all that flying and <laughs> yeah. traveling and yeah. airports and... Oh my gosh. Who yeah. needs TSA pre-check? <laughs> uh, but for people that don't know from Lock and Key, like the basic premise of the show, if they haven't yes. gotten into it yet, is essentially like the family takes over this bonkers house. Yeah. So I play the matriarch of mm-hmm. this Locke family. We we witness the brutal murder of Rendell Locke, their dad, these mm-hmm. three kids' dad. We go back to his ancestral home to like start over, maybe find some answers about what happened. And this house is key house and it's alive. It's alive. It has these magic keys that whisper to the kids. And each time the kids find a new key, it has a whole special set of powers, magical powers that it unlocks. And so that's basically the premise. (laughs) And it'll take you there. It'll take you. It's a good binge. (laughs) Uh, I'm into it. Um, This is polarizing. Emmeline is asking, who's your favorite cast member on Lock and Key? But that's, I'm sure, hard to pick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I couldn't pick, really. and I'm, and that's like a great answer to truly have because everybody's so cool. Yeah, so, that's yeah. great. Nikki says, no question. Just want to say Abby deserved better. I know, girl. <laughs> Abby deserved better. I'm telling you, when I was at the gravesite of David Rosen, when we went to go shoot this, uh-huh. before the camera started rolling, I'm bawling my eyes out. <laughs> and the director, Tom Erica, he's like, Darby, you know, you can't cry in this scene. I was like, I know. Let me just get it out I right gotta now. I got to get it out right now. I'm attached. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kate says, what was the process of live tweeting with fans each week like? Sweatpants, some really good nachos or pizza or something. Ideal. That sounds pretty Or something out of my garden like a giant cucumber. (laughs) And then, you know, really sitting down and live tweeting real time with fans. So nice. And it was so fun. The gladiators were just, I mean, they're, Uh. they were so into it. It was really good. It's also cool. Social media is cool for that sense of like you really get to interact yeah. with the fans. You really get to see what they care about and mm-hmm. how they respond to the show in real time too. Yeah. And it's for me, it's the closest uh, like digitally is the closest experience to doing theater in yeah. which you have a live audience reaction. Oh. So you're getting it sort of like while they're watching the show, you're getting an audience reaction. Yeah. I've never thought digitally. of it that way before. Yeah, it's, really, it's really fun. That uh, makes total sense. Um, Stephanie Darby, are you going to bring back meatless Monday recipes? See, what did I tell you? I put a lot of food up there. (laughs) But this is what the people want. I know. There's Uh, this, okay, uh, Stephanie, I'm just going to tease this one thing that I'm making. It's uh with beets, pumpkin seeds, and buckwheat. And I blend it up with some coconut oil and make a pizza out of it. And you can cook it or not. It, It might be. Wow. I haven't Instagrammed it because I'm I'm done with food. <laughs> I mean, I'm done with Instagramming food. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure when you open up that door. To I the... don't want to make a recipe book. Yeah. I mean, maybe I do someday, but not right now. Not now's not the time, but it'll still be there. Um, oh, let's see. Bali loves SX is saying congrats on the success of the show. What shows do you watch on Netflix? Have you seen Cheer? Yes. Cheer is the best. Uh, it's wonderful. I watched it all in one day. Have you had Jerry here yet? No. I think Jerry's too busy. He's too big. <laughs> he's, he's too busy. He's, uh, I mean, if he's not at the Oscars, he's... Right? They, I mean, 
The Netflix building is across the street. I, I feel know. like they're always some. Jerry, Jerry. I Let's put it out there. Tilda Swinton yes, and Jerry. Together, hopefully, on <laughs> one episode. That would be truly ideal. I think we'd have to take a can I come? hiatus after you'd that. Have to lo- you'd have to have me back. Yeah, you can sit here in the corner. <laughs> okay. It'll be great. Um, yeah, I love cheer. Were you into, did you, I didn't do any cheerleading in high school or no. anything. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Remember Small Fishing Town, yes. Alaska? Okay, so when I moved to Dutch Harbor, Alaska, which is even further out okay. in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. none of the high school girls wanted to be cheerleaders. And remember, there's like, you know, maybe 12 people, seven people per class. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted to be cheerleaders. So there were like three of us in middle school who said, well, we'll cheerlead. So in middle school, I got to be a cheerleader. Okay. Huge thick glasses, long pleated skirt that went to my knees. It was oh, way wow. too big. They didn't give us new uniforms. Yeah. So I was like, here's old uniforms that are 15, 20 years old. You can be cheerleaders. And we, I didn't know I was doing, but wow. I felt so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, I had the feathered hair and yeah. the pleated skirt that was giant. And oh, iconic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you so you do have a connection I to do. cheer then. <laughs> I was I was a horrible cheerleader, but the but you know what? I had team spirit like Jerry. That's yeah. I did. I was like that's so cheered true. everybody on. It sounds like too, you're bringing that <laughs> sense of cheerleading to every set that you're on as well. So it lives within you. Uh well, Prometheus Fire says, When was the last time your heart was filled to bursting with love for someone or something? Very intense question. Every day. Every <laughs> day, you know, with someone, something. That's beautiful. Why not, right? That's beautiful. Live with gratitude. Um, and on the opposite end of that, uh-oh. Uh, I think this is our last question. What's oh, the no. most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to her on set or while filming? Hmm. <laughs> most embarrassing. I'm sure there's so many things. I mean, oh. also you're towing the line. This between is being- kind of awful, but it's <laughs> it wasn't embarrassing for me, but I felt horrible. Okay. So scandal again, mm-hmm. scandal. I, uh, at one point I, ha- I had to slap Josh Molina, who played David Rosen, my on and off again, love interest. The uh-huh. one who ends up dead at the end of this spoilers, who ends yeah. up dead at the end of the series. <laughs> I had to slap him really hard in this. It was sort of kind of a sexy sex scene uh-huh. where I basically slap him, uh-huh. stuff a bunch of fingers in his mouth, <laughs> shove him behind a sofa. And then, you know, yeah. we'd get, we'd get busy. Um, I was so afraid that I wasn't, that I couldn't slap. I was really (laughs) afraid of hurting him. So I wasn't slapping him very hard. Uh And so then I overcompensated. And one time I didn't slap him very hard, so I slapped him twice. (laughs) (laughs) He looked at me like he wanted to kill me. Everybody was like, what are you doing? You're beating up on the actor. (laughs) Like, I'm in the moment. (laughs) What do you want from me? Oh, that's great. I also love the hesitation and then, but like the, I have to. I have to do it a second time. (laughs) I'll get fired. Oh, that's so great. Thank you again for being here. This has been so lovely. Before you go, um, every guest that's on the podcast gets a personalized fortune cookie. I've been waiting for this. From us to you. I know it just sits here for you to stare at (laughs) awkwardly the whole time, but inside is a personalized fortune. And I can do it now, right? You can do it right now. Okay. Oh. Look at this. Yes, it's, Ooh, it's it nice like a big compact. one. Is this like a monologue? Uh, yeah, we might, Shakespeare we're writing? having you re-audition for the conservatory <laughs> right now. And Shakespeare wrote it, right? Yeah, we've okay, been told. Wait, 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 wait. Wow, okay. This is my fortune. Okay. There will be about at least 30 kids who will misspell the word 
lock on their upcoming spelling exams. We're not saying it's your show's fault per se, unless. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough thing. Lock. Lock and key. I know. On it, though, I know. That, that damn E. I know. It's there. <laughs> um, okay, what's coming up for Best. you? Where can people find everything that's out now if they don't know? Yes, Lock and Key. It's on Netflix now. Binge the first 10 episodes. Um I have Stargirl yes. on Disney Plus, which you can also, well, I guess, do you binge a movie? It's a movie. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie on Disney Plus and an indie I did called Justine, which is mm. also on Netflix, streaming on Netflix. And it's a beautiful film um, that deals with racism and disabilities and families and how they deal Really unique and refreshing movie. Wow. Yeah. So basically there's something for everyone. Yeah. And scandals and, on Netflix and as scandals well. Are, I mean, yeah. just, just go to Netflix and you can there you or go. Disney Plus. Yeah. And uh what's your social media if people want to check in to see all if you my social your media mind about yes. the food stuff? Yes, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all Darby S official. Okay. Darby's official. There you go. Easy. Amazing. Thank you again for being Thanks. here, guys. Go to Netflix, check it all out. You'll <laughs> love it. Or you'll be creeped out by it. But there's a love <laughs> somewhere in there. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shireen Lani Yunus. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>